This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Hey guys, I'm Allie. And I'm Rachel. And welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. Allie, it feels so good to be back and to say that again. Yes, welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited you're back. I know you're in New York right now doing press for your new show. I was listening. I was tuning in. Uh, you did a fantastic job. Well, thank you. That's very sweet. And Crystal came on. She was my guest host once and she was awesome. So thank you to Crystal. But I'm so, so happy to have you back, Rachel. Tell us all about your wedding. How I mean, obviously, it was amazing. I, I don't even know where to begin. It was such a whirlwind. I, I have to say it was beautiful. It was everything that I wanted. I just wanted there to be a lot of love, a lot of fun, and just everyone to just celebrate, you know, this this unity between Brian and I off camera, which was which was very, very nice. Everybody had a good time. My main concern was people just needed to have fun. I wanted them to dance the night away drink the night away, you know, make new friends and relationships. I actually think there might have been some couples that hooked up 
at the Ooh, wedding. Too, some love night. connections. Yeah, I really think there might have been some love connections at the wedding, but it was a fantastic time. People were still talking about it a week later, and that's all Brian and I wanted. You could feel the love. Oh, I love that so much. And it looked, I know you wanted it to be just like a massive party, and I saw yep. your Instagram, like the next morning Instagram stories. <laughs> it looked like it was a party. Yeah, my weave was out. The liquor was still there in the bedroom. We had a good time. I mean, people jumped in the pool because the wedding was hot. There's, there's no denying that. August, Mexico, it was hot. But it was fun, and the energy was good, and it was all great vibes. And I, I'm really, really happy with everything. And my, I have to give a shout-out to my wedding planner because he did that. I had no vision. I just kept saying, oh, I just want people to have fun. I just want people to have a good time. And he made it all come to life. And it was amazing. So what was your favorite part? You know, tell me, you know, I know you said that you were, you guys were writing your own vows. How did that go? It went really well. We wrote our vows early. I was actually proud of us. Um, I did it a week before the actual wedding day. And funny story, Brian was very big on, he wanted our vows to be in this beautiful booklet and us to read them to each other. And he left his in the hotel room. So he had to read his vows from his brother's phone. And he was so upset, but I was like, people didn't notice. I mean, they notice now because I'm telling, telling everybody, but, um, it was what he said was beautiful. It didn't matter how he had the, the vows written. It was what he was saying. And, um, I feel like I, I told a little bit of a story with mine. And um, it was it was beautiful. I'm really glad that we did that. That was really important to me because so much of what we did was on camera and our family and friends saw us from a distance. And this was us expressing our love to each other in front of our close family and friends um, in our words. And I, I that's why I really wanted to write our own vows. I know that we were talking a little bit before about whether or not there would be tears. Were there tears? Uh, the only tears were from Brian's mom. She was very emotional, happy tears. It's not like, oh my God, I'm giving my son away. She was very, very happy. And I thought that I was going to cry. I almost had Brian. And when I was giving my vows, he was like, you really almost got me at one point. But I I think I was just so excited. Uh, There was just too much going on for me to get emotional. I thought I would, but I didn't. Well, I'm so glad that you guys had such a good time at the wedding uh, and the honeymoon. How was that? Your guys' photos looked unreal. The honeymoon was better than I even imagined. I I knew I wanted to go to Greece, but I also wanted to go to Italy. And then we just decided, okay, we're just going to do Greece. It's just too much. And Greece was stunning. It was everything that I wanted in a honeymoon. It was relaxing. We were able to just immerse ourselves in the culture, but at the same time, enjoy each other. And it wasn't too crowded. It wasn't crazy. We, we, we toured the, the Santorini by land. Then we did the whole thing by sea. And then we went to Mykonos. We realized that we're not young anymore and we can't party like we used to. <laughs> but we still had such a good time. I mean, Greece is absolutely stunning. And then I'm a history buff. So it was important for me to go to Athens and see the Acropolis and everything that that had to offer. And so it was, it was really, really a nice, a nice time. I, I recommend everybody go to Greece you haven't already. It's on my bucket list. I have not been. It's funny that you mentioned not being as young as you once were. Once my husband and I figured that out, like, oh, we're not quite as young as we once were. That's when we started thinking about making babies. So get out of it, Rachel. (laughs) We're not there yet. I did party in Mykonos. I'm not going to lie. We actually had friends that were in Greece at the exact same time. So we had a really good time, but we could only do one day. This day two, we were done. 
You're like, let's nap on the couch as husband and wife. Yeah. So how does it feel, Mrs. Abasolo? Feels good. I, I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel the same. But it's just little things where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm married. Funny enough, I had a friend actually in New York say something. And he said, he said, oh, congrats, Rach. And I said, you know, it's still big, Rach, right? And he said, oh, I didn't know if things changed because you got married. And I said, oh, no, I will always and forever be big rage. That's not going to change. So a lot hasn't changed, but it is still a beautiful thing that now I'm a Mrs. Brian's wearing a ring, um, you know, just calling each other husband and wife, referring to each other in that way. It's 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 cute. It's I, I feel like a little kid and giddy in that sense. I know. It is so fun when you first get married saying, like, my husband. So I'm so happy for you guys. And you're right now in New York doing a bunch of press for your new show. So I feel like you probably get to say that a lot. And it's probably fun. I Funny enough, I haven't. I, I keep saying Brian instead of husband. Well, Maybe stop that's it. Start saying husband. I know. I need to do that. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow. But it is the first time that I've been away from Brian since the wedding and the honeymoon. And so I feel like I'm missing him more than ever right now. Oh, well, you guys will be reunited soon. Um, well, Rachel, thank you for sharing. I can't wait to I hope you share more and more photos as you get them from your wedding photographer. Will you please? I will. I will. I have we have a lot of photos to share. We we were big on not putting things on social media. We just really wanted people to be in the moment. And then, you know, we, we t- we're telling people now that they can start sharing some things. But for us, we wanted it a little bit more private. Totally. I completely understand that. Um, Well, we have a really good show today. And, you know, speaking of couples, hopefully making it happily ever after, um, I'm really rooting for Kalen and Dean. And he's on the show today. I'm so excited. So don't go anywhere, guys. We have Dean coming up next. Hey, guys, we are back. And I am so excited. Rachel, I know you are, too, because you have a very special place in your heart for Dean. And he's on the podcast today. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I like very awkwardly brought you in. Hi, Dean. Uh, it's hard. No one to jump in exactly, you know? Yeah. We're so excited that you're here today. How did you get here today? I drove my van. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for it in the parking structure when I came in. I'm oh, like, it's, oh, it's wanna... well too tall to be in the parking structure. Oh, it is. It has to be street parking only. Okay. Oh, yeah. so this is like the real deal. It's I, I mean, in my mind, I have a certain type of van that I think it looks like, like no windows, um, like oh, a, that's really creepy. Like, a, like a, well, that's how I see it in my head. <laughs> like rusted over. Yeah. So that, that's orange, good. And, orange and brown. Yeah. You know, that's that's how I see it. So this is like the <laughs> real deal. Yeah. Tell you us know, about the van. It's uh, like a Mercedes Sprinter van. Oh, it's like, like a hot, Like a high top Sprinter van. Stop. It's got like solar panels on the top, a big roof rack. I mean, it's like. You're a, not it's, slumming it. I mean, it's not. It's like a. It's like luxury vanning. It's like glamping. It's like camping versus glamping. There's like vanning and then glamming or something. Yeah, I like mean, sure. Glamping. I don't even know how to See, say. See, I feel like I, I know. I'm going to go back to the vision that I had, and I think yes, that please. I I also saw it that way because of the mustache. Like it just totally <laughs> fit with the whole look. So in my mind, I'm going to go back. I'm going to find a picture of it and send it to you, Dean. I really had to round out the aesthetic with the mustache, you know. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, Rach. You're calling in right now from New York, so you can't see Dean right now, but he has the mustache is back. We're in the early stages of the mustache. It's like a week of growth right now. Okay, Dean, I'm a fan of your mustache. <laughs> I know, like legitimately, I, I I was talking to somebody about mustaches and they're particularly more for for the older gentlemen, but mm-hmm. I think it works for you. I, I say keep it. I appreciate that. So here's the thing with the mustache is I can't really grow like a full beard, like on my cheeks, it just doesn't grow in properly. And my chin 
hair is like really wiry and for lack of a better word, very pubic looking. <laughs> and so so if I shave the chin to the skin and keep the stash, like it's really the only form of facial hair that I could like have that doesn't look horrible. Granted, it still looks really bad. And I, I appreciate you the, the kind words, Rachel. But like, I like it. That's I know that's nice of you to say. Maybe I should have had the mustache on your season. Things could have gone a little bit better. But... <laughs> unimportant. That's unimportant. Maybe so. Do you? Does the mustache have a name? I had never even thought to name it. Do you, I mean, if you want to name it, feel free. By the end of the podcast, I'll have a name for it. Okay, that sounds like a good good idea. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, "I just celebrate Movember all year long." Right. You could go with that next time. That would work too, rather than you know the pubic hair. Trying on the face. to end <laughs> prostate cancer one mustache one mustache at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we're so excited you're here. Um, I, I, I almost want to dive right into the episode because. But I feel like we got to go back. I feel like we got to start from the beginning, right? Like, why did you, because you've had a rough, you had a rough go around at Paradise the first time around. So what made you want to come back? Uh, That's a great question, actually. I was actually really on the fence about going back. So I was in Japan when they called me the first time. And they're like, hey, we want to consider, like, bringing you back to Paradise this time. And at that moment, I was like, absolutely not. There's not a a snowflake's chance in hell I'm going to go back. I'm just not interested. And then some time wore on. I talked to some of my friends and... Eventually, I was just like, like, why not? Like, what am I going to miss out on if I do go? And obviously, yeah, I had a rough time two seasons ago, mostly just because of my own inability to make a proper decision. And I feel like I've grown a bit since then. And so I felt like it was a good opportunity for me to go back and just like kind of have more fun with it than take it. Because like the, everyone this season, it seems like is taking it so seriously, is so dramatic and is so just like, I don't know, very intense with their emotions. And I, I, I've been on the show one too many times perhaps four <laughs> times to be specific and so I kind of went in and I was like whatever I don't really know what's going to happen but I know that whatever happens doesn't really matter at the end of the day so I'm just going to have fun with it and that was kind of my mindset going in I think that's what a lot of people want to know you okay you did decide to go to paradise great but what were you expecting were you hmm. did you have any kind of goal I mean obviously the goal of all these shows is to find love at the end of this so what were you thinking? Were you kind of like, nah? <laughs> well, the thing about living in a van is uh, there's not much hot water. Uh, the plumbing, oh. you know, is a little tricky sometimes. So it was nice to like get a bed and get a toilet and a shower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I, I had no idea. I thought that I was just going to be down there for a little bit, and I wasn't like going to put forth an effort to making connection with someone. And that's actually kind of one of my biggest pet peeves with people that go to Paradise specifically is they go in with the mindset of saying, I'm going to leave this show in a relationship. And I don't care who it's with as long as I'm leaving in a relationship. And in my opinion, that's so much worse than what I did in terms of going in not looking for one because then it's like you're putting all of your priorities and needs aside because you want to be in a relationship that isn't with the right person. And so like if you're fighting all of these things and that ends up happening, I think that makes a stronger relationship than going and saying, I don't care what happens, I want a relationship. And you see that happen and you see them fail all the time. I don't know the success rate of Paradise, but it's definitely not good. I would say like maybe one or two relationships every year end up working out. Um, it's better than The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I would say there's probably a higher number, but I would say it's a less percentage. Dean, you do realize what show you're on, right? Like, So you, you realize you, you can't be shocked by these people that come in and say, I'm going to find the love of my life. Yeah. I'm going to, and I think this is where when I'm like, gosh, Dean has a special place in my heart because I relate to you. I don't, I didn't, I was just like, I'm open for whatever. We'll see what happens. I feel like that's how you came on to my season. You brought like 
a small bag and two suits or something like that. You, oh, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, like you were like, ah, uh, you know, you never expected it to, to go the way that you did or stay as long as you did. And I think that when you go in with that mindset, you come out pleasantly surprised, which is what seemed to happen to you this season. Yeah, I think that I kind of carried that mindset over even to the first Paradise. I thought I was only going to be there for a couple of days. But then this time around, it's just kind of the same thing where it's like, I think, like you said, if you plan for, obviously you want to plan for success, right? But also a lot of people go in there. Like, I think like one of the guys on your season, I can't remember his name, Mo, he packed like six suitcases and then you sent him home night one and he's, he's <laughs> devastated. I would much I, I'd much rather have what happened to me than have that happen, you know, where you're like, your expectations are so high and then you just get so devastated such in such a short amount of time. And I actually like how you're talking about it because I like to talk about that show, the show that way too, of like... I think the people that go on saying, like, I'm going to find love, it's almost a little nutty yeah. in a way. Like, it's like go, most people go on The Bachelor and Bachelorette to have a good time, like not knowing what to expect. Like, I'm open to finding love, but I'm ready to have a good time. And I think, too, you know, Rachel, we talked about this on the podcast uh, a few weeks back, how about the pity kisses or, or like not pity kisses, but the desperation kisses where people like kiss at the cocktail parties in Bachelor in Paradise yeah. just to get a rose and like how yucky it is. So I like that you're just on the total opposite spectrum. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like you did. You did fall for somebody. Well, one of the girls that did one of the pity kisses, too, for the rose in the beginning with Cam. And I'm going <laughs> to piggyback on something you're saying since you brought up Kaylin. And, and we, we definitely have a lot to talk about with her. I it seems like since you brought it up and you brought up Kaylin, it seems like the people that you describe go on the show and say that they're going to find, you know, the love of their life or this is going to happen. That was Kaylin on the show. Do you uh, Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I knock her for that pretty, quite often, too. I think that she definitely went into the show wanting to leave with a boyfriend. And it, it shows because obviously she kissed Cam so she could stay around a little bit longer. I don't maybe she was interested in getting to know more. I don't think so. No, she was, no, she was not. I can't, I can't speak for her. I, I don't want to assume for her. We'll speak her. for her. No, she was not. Like, uh, she was not into him. <laughs> well, as soon as I left, I noticed that. She, so she expressed interest. On my first conversation with her, she was like, the person I'm most excited to meet here is Connor S. And so she liked me a lot over the course of my time there. And then I left and then Connor came and she got really attached to Connor. But she was really interested in Connor to begin with. And I know that she wanted to leave the show in a relationship. And I agree with what you're saying. And I, I dog her on that because it just it's not really conducive to like the most successful relationship. You're going to find someone that's not suited for you, but suited for what you want. And if that's only a relationship, it's not necessarily the best thing in the world. But I agree with what you're saying. And uh, I don't know. I guess she's just a relationship girl. She wants to be in a relationship. And, you know, I, I think that's more common in women that you see that go on the show for some reason. Right. Like for one reason or another, they go in and they're willing to um, compromise their own value to leave in a relationship with a guy that maybe isn't proper for them. Mm, I think that's age. Is that right? I don't know. I do th kind of feel like it seems like more often than not, the girl's like, oh, I want to get engaged. And the guy is more like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but just as a viewer, I do actually think you're right, Dean. I do think the women are more wanting the engagement in the end. And because of that, they're willing to sacrifice their own values more. Yeah. Which is a bummer because that's what leads to the broken relationships that you see. Right. Okay. Let me go ahead and preface this, Dean. You know me, but I don't know if you know this. <laughs> I'm just going to be 100% honest. I am not a huge fan of Kaylin. Okay, that's and, fine. Everyone's um, entitled to an opinion. 
Right, right, right. I know, I know you're 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 not gonna think any different of me for saying this. I'm just want to mm-hmm. be honest. Like, so when I'm asking these questions, I and I'm honestly excited to talk to you because I'm thinking maybe you can give me some clarity into how she is because I'm only able to see from what I what I see on TV, mm-hmm. and I like to think I'm a good judge of character, and um, I just I don't get it. I don't, okay. I don't, what, I don't. What do you don't get? What, what do you don't get? Her or his relationship with her? Oh, no, I'm not going to talk about his relationship. Oh. I mean her. Um, so I guess I'll just start off asking you, what do you like about Kaylin? <laughs> what, what's, what, what I, I, I don't, there, from what I watch, there's not a lot of depth. What, what do you, what do you like about Kaylin? Well, I think that you can know just about as well as anyone that the things that you see on TV isn't an accurate reflection of exactly who that person is. You know, you're kind of you're kind of slotted into a character role when you're on the show, and that's the only side that the audience is going to see from you. Hmm. I would say that if you were only on one season. Okay. So you've seen her on Colton's end this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's dynamic. She is someone... I obviously have, like, a very sarcastic and dry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And my friendships involve me giving my friends a lot of, like, crap sarcastically and, like, joking around with them often. My relationships up until this relationship currently have involved me trying to be able to express my humor as I do with my friends, but not necessarily being allowed to do that. The great thing about Kaylin is she is an intelligent person and dynamic enough to be able to take my humor in and then spit it right back at me. So I'm not like actually enjoying my time spending with her because I'm not having to like filter myself or watch what I say because I'm worried about offending her or hurting her feelings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's like my biggest that's my favorite thing about her is that I can be myself, which is a rarity. That's huge. In my experience, at least. Yeah. And I think, too, like I like what you said about you can't really ever know somebody by watching them on The Bachelor on The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor, Bachelorette, because we only see I mean, all three of us know that on these shows it's pretty much filmed 18 hours a day, if not more. Yeah. And that is broken down. So then over a course of a week and then broken down to two hours of television. So that's, you know, over a hundred hours worth of footage with a bunch of different people where we're only seeing little bits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that that's why I think I tend to give people so much slack on the show is because I feel like we don't actually know ever what's truly going on. Mm-hmm. Cause Editing is a is a powerful force. You you put a scene of somebody and put lovey dovey music behind it, and they could be a complete a hole. But with that lovey dovey music, they seem like a good person because the lovey dovey music's playing, and vice versa, same way. And maybe that's why I have a different take because I feel like what you saw of me was who I am, hmm. and for, so maybe that's why. Maybe I I I'm a little bit harsher. I mean, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, of course, they can only air and show things that you say and do, right? So whatever they air, you've done. But maybe they didn't have, maybe you just had the ability to show more of your, I guess, range emotionally, intellectually, etc. I don't know. I guess I haven't really put much thought into it, but. So, well, and let me tell you where what my basis comes from. Um, let's talk about that. So one side so we did see something with Kaylin mm-hmm. and we saw something on social media with Kaylin. And before, just to give you some background on our podcast, before Blake released the tweets, Allie and I had podcasted and I kept saying that I had 
issues with Kaylin. I said, something doesn't add up to me. Something doesn't make sense. And then Blake released the text messages, which I don't agree with, but he did it and we saw them and they're mm. there. So this is a girl that you're interested in and you're watching her say one thing on TV and then you're seeing something else shown on social media. What was your initial reaction? To the text messages? Yeah. You knew about the text messages before Blake released them to the world, right? Yeah. I mean, I discussed with Blake before he did it and encouraged him that it was a bad idea. So what did you think about the text messages when you saw them versus what I, he was telling people on TV? Um, I think that it's easy to pick and curate a certain small portion of a conversation to define the narrative that you want to define. I'm not saying that Caitlin's innocent in all this. I never said I never said that. I've been pretty critical of her actions, obviously, for those types of like she was overdramatic, right? On the first couple episodes of Bachelor in Paradise with the whole Blake situation. And she knows that. Obviously, like her and I have had a lot of like private conversations with each other. Like that's a big thing with her is she's, you know, she's been in the pageant world for so long. She needs to try and put on like this brave face and like pretend like everything's okay. And I'm constantly trying to remind her like, look, you can be open and honest with me, like be vulnerable with me. Tell me all these things, like show me all your skeletons in your closet, right? I want to see them. I'd rather hear it from you than hear it from someone else. So well before Blake shared these text messages, I was obviously well aware of the situation. So you talked to him before he released them? Yeah, I was made aware that he was planning on releasing them. He was planning on releasing them for a while, as far as I know. And I was like, look, man, I know this sucks. Like, your situation is brutal right now. People are, like, giving you a lot of shit online about this that's going on right now. There's just better ways for you to handle the situation, to, like, to plead your case than to post private text messages on your social media. I get it. Like, yes, it absolves you. It makes you... Uh, appear more innocent in the situation, but it just is like a tacky thing to do, in my opinion. You don't share private text messages. And, you know, he decided to do it anyway, obviously. And I come to find out, like, a lot of his friends, his PR, his management, all of these people are telling him not to do it at all. And, you know, I don't think Blake's a bad guy. I think that he obviously wanted to, like, prove he was a little bit more innocent than he was being made out to be. Um, But again, like I said, Caitlin's not innocent in all of it either. Like, she made a lot of bad decisions. She is... Obviously, we're all human, you know, but there was never any like deceit involved on my end, if that's what you're asking. No. Oh, you mean you didn't think she was deceitful? Is that what you're saying? Towards me. Oh, yeah. I wasn't asking about you. I just I just was curious as, you know, someone that you're starting a new relationship with and you're building, you know, trust and are trying to build a foundation and all of that. And then all of this comes out. Did it make you question the type of person that she is. Oh, hell yeah. Well, especially me too. I always keep people at an arm's length. And then so it's like, you know, I, I went back to the beach to ask her to be my girlfriend before, like I, I had uh, a versions of this. I spent time on the beach with Blake and her. They squashed everything. Everything was fine by the time I had gotten there. Um, but that's like, I, I made this promise to this person that I want to be in a relationship with them. And then all this stuff comes out and it's, it's challenging, but I think just at the end of the day, it's communication, right? Like, That's what I was telling you. I was like, just be open and honest with me about everything. So that way, when I hear it from you, it's going to not feel bad at all versus hearing it from someone in the news or something like that. You know what I mean? And there were like speed bumps and there were setbacks and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's just like stuff that you have to work through. And like, I'm trying my hardest. I've never really been the best at relationships before. So I'm like, I'm really like like, like hunkering down and being like, all right, well, we're going to figure this shit out and hopefully 
come out the other side stronger. Okay, Dean, I'm not going to let you off the hook just yet. Allie and I have so many more things to talk to you about, but we're going to take a super quick break and then we'll get back to this in just a minute. All right. Hey, guys, welcome back. Um, Dean, I feel like you this has been like intense so far. Yeah, like, I'm on the hot seat right now. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. I get it. I knew exactly what I was walking into. Questions. But I, I just want to say, like, hot seat in a good way. Like, I like seeing yours and Dean's relationship, like, you know, from you guys being on The Bachelorette together and like seeing you guys chat. Like, I feel like it's like you can get really in there. Um, but I, 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 I'm as excited to talk to Dean because I know that he's going to keep it real and he's going to be honest about it and he's not going to be offended by anything I say. He's just going to be like, oh, that's just Rachel. She's just asking a question. So I've, I'm you, really excited. You take it too easy on me sometimes, I feel like. <laughs> Oh, let me yeah. let me let me crack my knuckles and uh, get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't tell her that because it's coming in hot. Uh, well, let's let's go back, I guess, a little bit for a second because uh, I want to get all of the story. Um, let's let's talk about you leaving Kaylin in the first place. So you were there. You guys were together. You had a really great relationship, um, as it seemed to all of us. You had some questions and you left. First, why did you leave? And two, why did you leave on her birthday? I knew that question was going to come. I can't help it when her birthday is. But couldn't you just have, like, <laughs> waited till the next day? No. No, I couldn't have. <laughs> Why? Um, and it was like, do I do it then or do I wait another week and a half while this girl continues to, like, build feelings and emotions for me and then do it then and make it 50 times worse? So it was to this point, And I think I mentioned, too, that, you know, she was interested in Connor. I knew Connor was coming down to the beach eventually. I knew that if I was there on the beach with her and Connor, who she had expressed interest in, I would be kind of not getting in the way, but it would not allow her to fully explore a relationship that she was very excited about initially. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be your boyfriend. She's not going to be my girlfriend. I'm just going to leave and allow her to explore a relationship with someone else that I know she's interested in. That's a really nice thing to do. I thought it was nice too. The birthday thing made it a little trickier. <laughs> so and you didn't really know right until her birthday. Like you were undecided up until that point. So the morning of the rose ceremony that I broke up with her at, I was like, yeah, everything was fine. I didn't really question it because, I, like I said, I was overly communicating my my thoughts the entire time. So I thought everyone was on the same page. And then I had a conversation with one, one of my buddies because, like I said, we were all open about it. And eventually, we came to the conclusion that it was like. If I don't do it now, it's just going to suck. Every day that I wait, it's going to suck even more. It just sucked that her birthday obviously fell on the same day that it made sense for me to do it on. I wanted to give her the rose so she could continue to stay on the beach and explore that. Um, and I, I guess I could have waited till the morning, but it just, it just didn't work out that way. So that's why. I mean, if you would have done it the next day, they would have been like, oh, my God, our birthday was just yesterday. It, w- it, it was just a bad situation. You know, if anything, I should be pissed off at her parents for having her at that time of year. Why didn't they have her in like April or something? Well, she's Gemini. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Um. <So> it's- <laughs> OK. Classic Taurus. <laughs> So one thing I actually want to touch base on that you said earlier in the podcast um, when we talked about you in last season and you like I wrote it down because I thought it was interesting. You said you had an inability to make a proper decision Uh when you're referring to like Christina, I'm assuming. Um, But do you think it was that or do you also think that Christina just wasn't the right girl for you? Because I've referred to you. And don't let this go to your head. But I've referred to you on my blog as, like, the George Clooney of The Bachelor world. Oh, I'll take it. Heck yeah. <laughs> but this is why. This is why. And the, the reason I think that is because you're, like, the notorious bachelor, right? Like, notorious bachelor. He's never going to settle down. You know, he's going to be single for his whole life. He's a wanderer. He lives, you know, 
George Clooney kind of flies a private jet everywhere. You're in your van. Same, same. Same thing. <laughs> um, but it took all it took was a mall. Once he met a mall, a mall, everybody's like, it's not that he didn't want to settle down. It was that he didn't find the right person. Yeah. So is it more of that, do you think, of why it didn't work out with Christina last year or you or a combination? Oh, I mean, it's a million reasons why Christina and I never worked out. And I, I like Christina. Don't get me wrong. I was I don't know if you guys saw the episode where she comes and talks to me on the day bed right as I'm trying to win Kaylin back. I was actually really annoyed with her in that situation just because it didn't really feel like she belonged there at that moment. I was like, you don't really have a a horse in this race, so I don't understand why you're over here talking to me. Um, I liked Christina a lot. It's just we were so incompatible when it came to our just who we are emotionally, every in every aspect of who we are as individuals. We just weren't compatible. Um, And I I was genuinely in love with her. Uh, It just is one of those things that didn't work out. Like, there were times where I was convinced that she was going to be my wife. We were going to have a future together, have kids and all that kind of stuff. And then as like time progressed and things moved on and we began to like show each other sides of ourselves that I don't know, like we hadn't seen and we're both like super stubborn people. And it, it just was like, it was one of those things where it just didn't make sense for us to be together. You know what I mean? And so I don't think that, I don't know. I guess I don't really know where I stand with all that stuff. I know that, um, I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought. Well, Kaylin, obviously something was different with her. You know, do you think it was that you had changed? Because you hadn't changed coming into paradise. Coming into paradise, you were very steadfast about I'm not leaving here with a relationship. But something about her changed that for you. I think that I'm I'm a much different person now than I am than I was when I was dating Christina. Yeah. Like now I have uh, interests and hobbies and goals and all these things that I, I maybe had before, but not to the extent that I have now. And like, I have more of a better sense of my own identity now than I did then. And I think that that's a big reason. Like, that's why Kaylin and I could potentially work is because I'm able to go off and do my own thing and she's able to go stay and do her own thing or go off and do her, her own thing. I don't have to worry about, um, like leaving town for more than a couple weeks at a time if I'm traveling or doing whatever I'm doing. Uh, and I just never got that from Christina, who, again, like, I think that she's someone that obviously wants to be in a relationship as well. Like, I, I, so she leaves Blake on the beach, which is sad. I don't know about that whole thing, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I like Christina. I just don't think that her and I were ever destined to be together. You know what I mean? I, I think it's all I about like talking in circles. No, I think it's all about what you said is it's so true. It's all about timing, too. I think. Maybe in a different time and place, you and Christina could have worked out, but you were in a different place. And and so was she, to be honest. And this is just me speaking as her friend. And I think that right now, timing works for you and Kayla for whatever it is that you have going on in your lives. It just works. I keep saying relationships are like a muscle. And unless you work them out, you're never going to get stronger with them. And that's always been my mindset, similar to the Clooney, where I'm like, I'm just going to stay single until I find someone that's exactly perfect for me. And I'm not saying that Kaylin's definitely not 100% perfect for me. We're so very, very, very different mm-hmm. to the core almost. But I am putting forth the effort to be in a relationship to hopefully continue to progress and improve at it. Um, and and I, I did prioritize a relationship with Christina in the past, but there were there was too much codependency, I think, on each other that Christina and I had that isn't as present with Kaylin and myself. You potentially. know, I really hesitated on weighing in on my opinions when it when it comes to you and Kaylin because I got so much flack during winter games. I was so pissed off at every single cast member that night at Bachelor Winter Games. We did the kissing competition or whatever, the thing that you were there for, and we're all upstairs, like you guys are doing ITMs, and like 
everyone was like like standing around each other like you do in high school it's like gossiping or whatever and everyone was like dude rachel was so mean what the hell she was being such a jerk and i was looking around i was like you guys no she wasn't first of all and second of all she's like She's playing a part of being that she's like the Simon Cowell of the yeah. kissing competition for Bachelor Winter Games. How do you not understand that? And like none of them, none of them understood it. And I was getting so I was like, she's you're just all so wrong. It was so frustrating. I'm sorry. That's all I just had to add. That. Well, thank you for saying that. I feel like you and I, for different reasons, are misunderstood in this Bachelor Nation world. But, you know, I that's why I, I truly I didn't want to talk about you and Kaylin because I didn't want people to, to, to come at me again and they will, whatever it is, what it is. I'm used to it at this point. But what do you say to people who misunderstand you and who say, you know what, this is just Dean Dean. Here goes Dean again, his pattern of love him and leave him. Can't figure out what it is that he wants to do. He leaves paradise, has an epiphany, comes back takes Kaylin away. I mean, what do you say to the haters? Because, you know, they're going to say something. Um, I used to take it to heart, especially after it's such, it was such a weird contrast between uh, going off of your season where for the large majority, I, I felt like I was like a beloved contestant and then going through paradise where I was very heavily scrutinized for the decisions that I made proper, like rightfully so I, I should have been scrutinized. Um, so I've seen like both sides of like the the good and the bad. And the first time through Paradise, I like took a lot of it to heart. I was like, wow, these people really hate me. This is really, I'm struggling with this a lot. Now, when people talk crap, it's like the most, I just think it's hilarious. I, I, I really enjoy being misunderstood, honestly. Like it's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Like, like by nature, I'm a contrarian. So if, if I'm expected to do one thing, I would pr- rather prefer to do the other thing. And if someone expects something of me, I almost kind of ex- like try to be the opposite of that for better or for worse like it's not a really a positive characteristic of mine i just i like to be unpredictable in that sense and so when i see people being like heavily critical of like me living in my van or one of the biggest uh i guess insults quote unquote that i've been getting lately is that dean is turning into his father and that one that one kind of pisses me off because it's bringing my family into it and it's like yeah. just don't just don't talk about my family i talk about me all you want but don't talk about my family um but at this point, I just like laugh at it. I'm like retweeting negative comments on me because it's like these people have nothing better to do than talk crap about someone that they see on TV, which is great. Like do that. But I'm not taking any of it to heart. You know what I mean? I think that Kaylin's getting it more than you, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So how do you, you know, I know you can't confirm or deny the status of your relationship today, but obviously, regardless of whether you guys are together in this moment, you guys had a very... You, you guys were together after Paradise, I'm yeah. guessing, for some time. Sure. Um, you obviously care for her, regardless of the status now. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel protective over her, of people being so critical? Uh, I think that I have a duty to stand up for her publicly, and obviously privately, too, while encouraging her to do her own, you know, path of growth and understanding and acceptance of all these things. So, yes, like, I, I couldn't. I can't like go on a podcast where we're talking about all this kind of stuff and not defend her. Are you? What are you telling her to get through these things? Um, I think that having been through it as many times as I have, it's very apparent the attention span of the average viewer that watches the show. None, none of this stuff matters. No one cares about the show a week after it's done airing, right? Like, <laughs> it, it, the fact that people like take it to heart so deeply, it's understandable, especially at first. Like, she's been on two seasons now. On my second season, like I said, I was struggling with it. It's just like the lended perspective that I have now going through it as many times as I have. It just no one cares. So it's like I try to continuously remind her, even Blake, like 
when Blake released the text message, I was like, Blake, just wait a week, man. In a week, no one's going to be talking about this anymore. Do it then if you still feel so um, motivated to. But then on the other side of it, for Kaylin specifically, it's like, yeah, she's going through this difficult time. And Rachel, I'm sure you can attest to this too. When you catch heat on your season, but you know that the season ends well for you, it's like, how could you really be that upset about it? Like, yeah, people are talking shit about Kaylin right now. But she knows that at the end of the show, she could be leaving with a boyfriend. And because of that, like, just be happy. Like, Rachel, people were being very negative to you, I'm sure, at times. But at the end of the show, you were engaged to a man that you love. And so it's like, yeah, it sucks to see people say bad things. But you still got what you wanted and you're happy and you're in love. So it's like, how upset could you really be? You know what I mean? People were mean when I made my decision, actually. They were nice to me the whole time. And then when I made my decision, people turned on me. And again, a, a testament to the, uh, the the average audience member that is the same person that's talking shit to you on Twitter and Instagram and how you should never put much stock into the things that they're saying. I think that you're, I don't know, like Ali said, I don't know the status of your relationship with Kaylin. And I have already expressed that I'm not a fan, but I'm a fan of you. And I like listening to you talk. I think that you are really good for her. Thanks, Rach. I know I'm I'm so serious. Just because like certain things that you said, and I really hope this comes through on the podcast, certain things that you said about how she tries to play one card and you're like, you know what, just be yourself. Just let loose and be yourself. Like sometimes you just need that person to bring that out of you, to show that to to tell you that it's okay. You can do it. And the world's not gonna end at the end of the day. Just if you if you allow yourself to be yourself. And I think that that's one of the things that initially, even from um, Colton season, I had an issue with Kaylin about, I felt she was so plastic and I felt like she wasn't letting loose and being herself. So I was like, I can't get you because there's just such a facade on, on, on your entire behavior. So I think somebody like you can bring that out of her. And then I think that, you know, she could be a little bit more relatable do you think she's like that in real life, though? Is that like just a bachelor thing? Because sometimes people can put up a facade in a wall on you have cameras following you mm-hmm. around. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you can just like turn it on like a switch. Um, I think that it's it's not going to change overnight. Um, I think that someone like her who's kind of been, you know, she's been trained to be like via the pageants. She's been trained to like answer questions and have this, you know, script in her head where she recites answers that are appropriate for the setting. Uh, and that can be good in a certain world, like i.e. the pageant world, but on reality television, it can come across as a facade, as Rachel said. It's a process, right? Like, it's not going to happen overnight. And she's, like, aware, like, she's very well aware of it. She even says, I think, on the show at one point that she's like, yeah, I'm this pageant person, and I'm just, like, trying to figure out how to, not, like, assimilate back into regular life, but, you know, it's it if you are this person for so long, then you kind of, like, get... I don't know, accustomed to acting that way consistently. So it's just, it's, it's a process. And she's gotten, I, I mean, my experience with her, every day she's become realer and realer and realer and more honest and more honest and more vulnerable, et cetera. And like, I'm not like the, uh, the shining pinnacle of vulnerability, right? Like I struggle with all of this stuff as well. Um, and so it's like kind of two broken winged birds trying to learn how to fly together sort of thing, which it's like the blind leading the blind in a sense, right? But um, it's it's a process and things are yeah consistently getting better. So so do you think that the maybe Kaylin that is portrayed in the show is different than the Kaylin that you got to know after the show? I think the Kaylin that we see on the show, she 
<laughs> she's very emotional and she can be very judgmental at times, which is frustrating to see. Like I, I express that to her sometimes too, where it's like, look, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily want to be dating someone that is this judgmental, like critical person of other people. Like I'm critical too of other people all the time, but judgmental and all that kind of stuff. It's not like the best skill or characteristic to um, embody. And who she is off camera is much different than who she is on camera. But at the same time, there are still similarities and parallels to be drawn between the two. So, um, you know, she's young. She's 24. She's trying to figure it all out. And she's very committed and dedicated to, like, A, bettering herself, B, being a good partner, and C, like, trying to navigate her life all at the same time. And I'm very much in that same boat. I think maybe I'm a little further along than she is just because I've been in the world a little bit longer than she has. Um, but like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. It's always a process. And that's kind of why we're like, you know, I came back to the beach and I made a commitment to this person to try and figure it out with her. And that's what we're working on. So, and I, I will just say, cause I want to kind of show the flip side of things. I, oh, I of course respect all Rachel's opinions, but I am a fan of Caitlin. Oh, I, I, I think that she, you know, she's young. Um, I think she's figuring herself out. I think that she's a people pleaser. She wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I, I, empathize with that when I watch her I just want to like give her a hug and say like you don't you don't have to say that judgmental thing about that person you don't have to you know say that thing about Blake like you know and just say you're good enough as you you know I feel like she just she did some soul searching on the show and I'm sure she as you keep saying she will continue to in her life um but I just feel for her. I feel like she's a young girl who wears her heart on her sleeve and just wants to be loved. And I can just relate to that in so many ways. Yeah. And I agree with what you said, the people-pleasing aspect of it. And I'm like, you know, throughout the whole time that we spent together, we're trying to break away at that. Like, don't be a people-pleaser. It's, it's good at times, sure. But at the end of the day, if you're, like, sacrificing parts of yourself to please other people that you don't even know, like strangers on the internet, just don't be that person. Just do what's right by you. And if people like you, they like you. And if they don't, they don't. And I do that. And I think that's why I relate to her so much. Yeah. And I'm 10 years older than her. And I think over the years, I've learned a little bit more. I mean, in general, people try to say that I like do that because I'm nice to everybody. I'm nice to everybody because I, I have a daughter. And I yeah. always just imagine, and my son, and that them being, you know, put out in the public this way. So I always like think of the contestants on the show as all my little children. <laughs> you too, Dean. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but at the end of the day, I think I also am similar to her in the sense that like, I worry about what people think about me. So I think I, that's where I just sort of relate to her in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, we actually have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we want to find out what you think about all the current couples on Bachelor in Paradise. So you guys don't go anywhere. Here's the thing about my relationships post-Bachelor from The Bachelor. (laughs) All of the girls that I've dated publicly from The Bachelor franchise, I'm not going to name names, but they've always been regarded (laughs) as like these great women. And they they are good. They're they're great people. I'm fucking fantastic. Well, you and I didn't (laughs) technically date post-show is the point that I'm trying to make. I'm sorry. I thought you said during the show. No, 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 no. no. Post-show. There's two girls that I dated, you know, very publicly post-show. Uh, both after Paradise the first time and Winter Games the only time. And it was always kind of regarded as I was the lesser version of them and they were always like kind of slumming it to be with me and how they were always so much better than me. And like the toll that that just puts on a relationship is kind of frustrating from my perspective because it's like what the public perceives and what the relationship actually is is it's misaligned it's not it's not right and so there's like a a certain amount of undue pressure that gets put on a relationship and me specifically when the entire world thinks that the girl that i'm dating is slumming it by dating me and like why is that girl with him blah 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 when in reality it's just like 
it's just another girl. It's just another guy that are dating. There's no specialties re- re- really between the two of them, right? And so now in this case, you don't have that problem. In this exactly. Case. <laughs> and I've told her this, but I've communicated this with her before. I was like, the fact that you're regarded as kind of like a mean, catty person at times on the show is almost relieving to me because it removes so much pressure for me to. Not, not, I guess to try to prove to other people that I'm worth your time in a sense, if that makes sense. And I don't really know if I'm, if I'm accurately describing it, but um, it removes a lot of pressure for me to be in this relationship. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. honestly. And, but the thing is, obviously you don't think that about her, right? What do you mean? That she's a mean catty person. No, I mean, she has her moments. I think obviously we've seen it all on television yeah. and, and she knows that she's been that person. And I've pointed out to her that she's that person sometimes and that she, she, she needs to figure that out and hopefully can like fi- amend the situation in some sort yeah. of way. And well, she, and I, Oh, sorry, Dean. I'm so sorry. No, go. <laughs> so sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Such a rude host. Please. Such a rude host. I was just going to say, I, and I said this to Allie before, it's not what people say. I watch the way people move. Right. And then I, and then I, maybe I couple it with what people say. Let's let us not forget the the and I'm using air quotes here, the pageant drama that Hannah and Kaylin had on Colton season and the thing. And Hannah kept referring to her as, you know, more so being a mean girl. And it's like, OK, whatever. This is just seems like these two were too competitive. Then you fast forward and you see this and you're like, maybe there was a little bit of truth in in, in that. Then what what she appar- apparently said during Colton season, which was debated as well. And it's like, not once, not twice, three times. I mean, when people show you who they are, who they are, you kind of have to start believing them. Good segue into talking about these couples. So let's start with, because this is actually a couple that I think is, well, I'm going to leave you to give your opinion. Hannah and Dylan. Hannah and Dylan. Um, I... This time around, I wasn't really focused on like making too many friends. Although I did make a lot of friends while I was down on the beach, Dylan was one of the pers- one of the people that I could always talk to and have a great time talking to. He became one of my better friends on the beach, and so I love him. Hannah and Dylan seem very cute together. I didn't really get to know Hannah very well, but I think that they're adorable together. They're like Barbie and Ken. They are very cute. None of us are getting to know Hannah very well. She has like one sentence every episode. I wonder if there's a reason for that. She doesn't talk very much. But what you do see on TV is, I was going to say it, but thank you. There's <laughs> not much to say. Uh, yeah, exactly. um, okay, what do you think about Clay and Nicole? Oh, man. I, I am not a fan of their relationship, to be perfectly honest. And it's funny, uh, we see, we've seen a lot of them actually this season. Mm-hmm. And you see Clay come in with, with Angela coming in as well. That whole drama seemed to me seemed like it kind of blew up way more than it should have. It's like, yeah, you used to date this girl, and now she's on the beach trying to date someone else, but you're dating someone else. It just didn't really seem fair to me in a lot of ways. The relationship between Clay and Nicole doesn't make sense to me personally. Um, just having spoken with Clay and knowing why his and Angela's relationship didn't work out, I see a lot of similarities between Angela and Nicole as individuals and how their relationship would be similar with Clay as well. So it just didn't make sense to me. Um, I guess we'll see how it goes next week, but... I've, I've got my doubts. I'm with you, honestly. Yeah. Like, I always want to root for people, but for them, I just feel like it's not going to work out. Yeah. Um, Demi and Christian. They're amazing. I know that they've kind of, it's been a weird mixed bag for them, right? They caught a lot of heat for Christian coming down and Demi going on the show with a, a girlfriend or however that all transpired. I'm not sure exactly, but they seem to balance each other out really well. Like, Demi's super outspoken and loud and vulnerable and, and very in touch with her emotions which is great to see like you know she's very communicative and all that kind of stuff and christian seems to kind of be that rocker the anchor for her so they seem to balance each other out really well 
All right, let's talk about uh, Katie and Chris. When I read Katie and Chris, and I'm so sorry, Katie and Chris, if you're listening to this, but at first I'm like, wait, who's Katie and Chris? <laughs> I do it every time. I do it every time. I didn't know who Hannah and Dylan were for two seconds. Every- oh my God. Isn't it crazy that Chris has been on like, what, seven seasons, six, seven seasons of this show, and I like still forget him? I'm so sorry, Chris. But anyway, do you remember them, Dean? And can I ask you a question? I've never seen Chris before in my life. I never even knew who he was. Is he always like this? on the eight other times he's been on the show. Is this his personality? And um, that's a I real think he was fact. a little angry in the past. Like he got in some fights and stuff. He showed like kind of an angrier side of himself. Honestly, he's so forgettable. I don't remember. Okay. I'm just really just trying to understand. Just trying to get some insight. Yeah. What do you think about Katie and Chris? Uh, I don't think that we really know a lot about them. Chris was pretty guarded the whole time that I spent on the beach. So whenever, you know, he would try to open up to like us as friends on the, uh, the guys on the beach about his relationship uh, he was pretty short, so we never really got a, a good insight into where he was at. And it's funny because watching it back, I feel kind of the same way. Even when he's talking to Katie, he's like not really all in. Mm-hmm. Katie seems to be like exhausting herself trying to like figure it out. Uh, I like Chris. I think that Katie deserves better, in my opinion. She's a great girl. Maybe not better, but just maybe deserves more out of the out of her partner. Uh, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I'm terribly confident in the relationship going the distance, but. I don't think they're going to end up together at the end of the show. I mean, I obviously you know because you were at the reunion yeah. special that's airing next week, um, but I just don't think. What do I, you think, Rachel? Oh, I think Dean hit the nail on the head. I, it's just she's trying so hard, and we have to try that hard. Like I wish I could just like scream that. It, it, when a guy is really into you, he's into you. There, there's songs about it. There are poems about it. You just you shouldn't have to work that hard at your relationship. He's it's it's she's everything he says he wants, but then he's just not that into her it seems like it's it's sad because i like katie yeah it's hard to watch sometimes okay what did you think about the end of jpj and taisha uh the montage of their love story almost had me breaking down into tears and i i'm not a crier i i i don't cry watching anything but watching that back i was like damn that was really well done i'm just pulling so hard for them right now oh uh taisha is a great girl and john paul jones is a very interesting man does that make them well suited for each other? I don't know. I think that they I think that they could work outside of the show. And so seeing Tasha not being able to commit to the idea of John Paul Jones is kind of saddening. I get it. Like I understand why Tasha wasn't able to like say I love you back and go to the fantasy suites and progress from there, but uh it just, you know, John Paul Jones was like all in and very, you know, he's had his ups and downs as paradise as well. Like the wedding was kind of brutal for me to watch and for all of us to watch. Um, but I want to ask you about that because yeah. I feel like just, I mean, I obviously don't know you that well, but just spending the last hour here chatting with you, I, I feel like I really sort of trust your read on people oh. based on the things that you have said. Um, what is your read on him? Obviously you weren't there for the wedding thing. Cause I loved him. And then that whole thing happened and I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then even in the episode last night or this week, he said to her like, and I, and I know what he was trying to say, but something along the lines of like, don't tell me what I feel. And I was like, whoa. Like the way he said it was kind of like how he was like yelling at Derek, like, don't tell me, don't question my intelligence and don't. Oh, he said that to Tasha. Yeah. When he was talking to Tasha, he said, um, like, don't tell me how I feel. Uh, and it was just and I get where he was going with it. He's because she was like, no, you think you feel that way. And he was like, don't tell me how I feel. And I was like, whoa, there was another way that could have been said. Yeah. So what is your take on JPJ knowing him in real life? I don't think I've ever had like a real full conversation with him. I don't oh. think you, I don't. I mean, I have. Right. Like I've had his version of a full real conversation. But that's not really a formal conversation. Like what you see is what you get with John Paul Jones. He's he's very 
you know, he's be like, oh, whoa, oh, cool. Like, and that's great. Like, he's a great guy, a nice guy, but you just don't really get to know who he has passed, all of that yeah. stuff. And he's, like, he's a very smart person. I was very impressed by his intelligence many, many times. But then it's, like, his his inability, I guess, to, like, maybe go deeper than that or his unwillingness to, I think, would probably be a better word. And I think that him, maybe he's able to do that with Tasha. but... I've asked, too, because you've obviously been watching the season back. Yeah. Where do you watch it? Do you have a TV in your van? Uh, I do have a television in my... Well, it's, like, a, I have an a iPad that I use as, like, an entertainment center, if you will. Dean, how long are you going to keep this van? Is there an end point? Um, is there a goal, an end goal, I should say, in mind? If I can make it 12 months in the van, I'll have considered the uh, era, the van era a success. I do at some point plan on traveling south with the van, very far south to Argentina, perhaps. I don't know if that's going to happen. I hope it does. Come like January, February, March, I do plan on uh, spending most of my time traveling through like the Rocky Mountains, probably south, working my way up north into Canada and just skiing basically as much as I can. And that would kind of put a... Uh, uh, a hindrance on my ability because like part of the, the idea of traveling south is to just kind of just chase summer you know what i mean like obviously mm-hmm. it's winter in north america it's summer in south america but i can't i haven't decided fully if i want to commit to the idea of skiing as much as i possibly can this winter or venturing down south and i think that decision will hinge on how long i can stay in the van for which honestly at this point like the van life is going great like i'm loving <laughs> it i'm three months into it and i've never been happy all right Granted, I, I travel internationally a lot, so it's nice to not have to spend, you know, $2,000, $2,500 a month on, a, on rent in Los Angeles if I'm not living in that house. So I'm living rent-free. If I'm traveling internationally, I don't have to worry about that. When I'm traveling domestically, I can just, like, tomorrow, tomorrow morning I'm traveling to Utah and then to Colorado and then to Idaho to rock climb for the next two weeks. And so it's, like, to have the ability to basically take my home with me to those places is, like, a very appealing uh, thing. So I think... The winter months will be very telling because it's going to get cold. I have a heater in there, but I don't know like how that's like getting wet with the snow is going to be interesting. So we'll see. It's all kind of it's all dependent. You got nine months left of this year. I'm 25 percent of the way through. And honestly, it's looking pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Is there enough room for Kaylin if you guys end up together uh, in this van to make all these travels? Uh, There's a full size bed in the van and there's actually a secondary bed on top. So in case we get in a fight or an argument... I could sleep on top. She could sleep in the cab. Uh, <laughs> okay, you really thought this through. Oh my gosh, yes, of course. And like, I get it. Like the like to Rachel's point, you say you're living in a van. The first thing you assume is like a windowless van that's like rusted over, that's like orange and green and gross, and like one flat tire. But you're still driving on it anyways because you don't have the money to put air into it. And I get that. But like, if you look up, like, look up van life on YouTube. Just like spend an hour looking at it. You're gonna get hooked. It's it can be a pretty romantic lifestyle. It's like a tiny home. That's like a whole wave yeah. of things right now. I mean, I have to say, when you were with uh, Caitlin leaving in the in the car at the end of Paradise, and you were talking about making ramen. Yeah. I mean, that was like a romantic date for me. I'm not even joking. I eat ramen like three times a day. <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's so nice. Like you're just driving along. You're going somewhere. Oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to pull over to the side of the road and take a nap for a little bit. You can do that because your bed is right there. Or like, I just want to chill and watch Netflix for a little bit. You can do that because your TV is right there. There's a lot of perks to living in a van, you guys. And I'm not I'm trying in- to sell you on it. <laughs> no, no, I'm intrigued. I don't even think you, sh- you should stop calling it a van because that's not what it is. It's uh-huh. a lot It's a lot more rich than that. It's a mobular home. It's a mo- Is mobular a word? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I got to say the van life sounds very appealing. I mean, 
<laughs> I don't ever leave my house. I have two small children. I haven't been on vacation in like four years. So to like go in a van and just drive and do whatever I want for however mon- a minute, you know, however much time sounds amazing. If you ever want to borrow it, you're more than welcome. Oh, to. well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Will you babysit my kids? Uh, that's kind of where I draw the line. <laughs> um, so, Rachel, you said you wanted to name the mustache by the end of this podcast. Has anything come to you, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to name it Mo. Mm. Um, it's short for something else. For the guy who came with six back suitcases? No. For the guy that came no. with six suitcases on The Bachelorette? No, not him. For something else? Do you know what this she's referring to? This Mo being short for something else? Am I supposed to know, Rach? No, you're not. It's short for... <laughs> Mo- uh, motorboat? <laughs> I think that's really inappropriate. I'm, not... <laughs> I'm just going to call it Mo. Mustache ride? I've named Dean's mustache Mo. All right. There you have it. I guess we'll call it Mo from this point forward. All right. Well, Dean, it was nice to have you and Mo here with us today. (laughs) Thanks for grilling me so hard, Rach. Always a pleasure to have you because you keep it real. The conversation is moving and it's always refreshing to talk to you because you say what people are thinking and they're too afraid to say. I appreciate that, you guys. Thanks for having me. All right, next week, guys, we have another great podcast for you. We're talking about the finale of Bachelor in Paradise. And I really need you guys to know that I've actually never seen a finale of Bachelor in Paradise. I've never actually watched the show to to this far in. So I'm quite excited. Plus, we have a special guest coming on the show. And I can tell you now, it's going to be a good one. You don't want to miss out. So make sure you tune in for that. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. I cannot wait to talk to this person. And I got to say, like, I'm sad to see the show go, but I'm also really excited to get four hours of my week back every week. (laughs) It's been intense watching the show. Uh, But in the meantime, guys, you can all get the latest Bachelor Nation news on BachelorNation.com right now. And we really want to hear from you guys. So please tell us what you like and you don't like about the show. Um, And just in general, tell us what you want to hear more of. You can email us at happyhour at BachelorNation.com or visit bachelornation.com and click podcasts. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? 
I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 